Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, I'm very excited about this guest. I'm excited about most of my guests because I genuinely have an interest in them before I ask them to come on. Ashley Leachin is here. You have probably seen this woman on incredible TikTok fame. Um, BuzzFeed is obsessed with her. I think they've done every story under the sun on Ashley. Um, And why you know Ashley is she is a complete, I mean, she looks exactly like Taylor Swift. And you're here today to talk about it for better or worse. (laughs) (laughs) For better or worse, you look exactly like Taylor Swift. That is a compliment. It really is. And I'll forever take it a compliment. Like, it, it, take it as a compliment. And I'm also, I'm glad you're here because this is the first time you've really told your full story because there's been a yes. lot of, well, first of all, I mean, the amount of hate you you get is just unbelievable. I mean, it, it, no person should have to endure that. And yet you have, you continue to show up, you continue to live your life, which I give you a ton of credit for. Thank you. Um, but you're here to tell your full story. So I thought we could... I thought we could start at the beginning for people that that don't know you. They're going to see you and they're going to go, oh my God, this woman looks like, I mean, (laughs) you could be her identical twin. But tell me like where you grew up, like what you were like as a child. And and, and I mean, 
What, do you, your children's pictures look exactly like Taylor Swift's children's photos? Oh, oh my goodness. Um, as far as myself as a child, um, I really like, I don't, I've tried to like go back and forth with how I wanted to answer that. Um, so as far as like my actual childhood um, itself, like there wasn't really like this, oh my God, I look like Taylor. It's, it was, you know, this, I guess, cool nickname that I had in high school. Um, so people nicknamed you mm-hmm. Taylor yeah. Swift. Okay, so so from high school, like, people began to go, hey, you look like that singer. Yeah, okay. just my transition into high school. You know, right. she was up and coming. Tim McGraw. I mean, she was on, you know, music videos. Like, yeah. it's, you, know, you would watch it every morning when you're getting ready for school. And, yeah, so eventually they were just like, yeah. Like, I had long, blonde, curly hair. And, of course, I was bleaching it at that time. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. And were you, like, did you always want to be an actor? So it's it's kind of started out as just this, people go, oh, you sort of look like her. But nobody, did you, like, think about leaning into it at that time? Or what did you? No, never during that time. I mean, my, my upbringing is a little, like, I don't really talk about it very often. Um, but it wasn't your, like, average... Um, like white picket fence, but my adopted family ultimately wanted to push me into uh, modeling, acting, and I was actually scouted at one point. They're just like, oh, you you know, you have a resemblance. And of course, I've been told I have like nine different faces. So I don't, (laughs) I feel like everyone has like nine different doppelgangers in the world. You know, everybody starts to kind of look similar. And yeah. Who else do people tell you that you look like? Oh my gosh. Um, when I had my snaggle tooth, which I was very self-conscious about, I would say, they would say like the, the spider, the Spider-Man girl and Kirsten Dunst was like the first thing. Kirsten Dunst because I have really big cheeks and like they're just like, yeah, you, you're like a mix of Kirsten Dunst and Taylor Swift. And um, I would get, I don't know, I've never watched American Horror Story, but there's a woman on there, I think Lily, Lily something, okay. I can't remember, but they tell me I look like her and so many other, I even told I look like Selena Gomez, like when I had darker hair. And I think sometimes it's just, it's just. Well, I have another one to add to your list. I feel like you look like Lori Laughlin. Do you remember from Full House? She was like the mom from Full House. She And I think she went to jail for a hot second because she like lied to get her daughter into USC. No. Okay, well, Google that. It's like a whole college scandal. But you give me, you kind of look like Lori really? Laughlin too. Yeah, you do have one of those faces that yeah, looks like a lot like of people. Different. Yeah, and when you, I mean, you put makeup on, you can transform into anybody. It's true. Yeah, you can. You can really make yourself look like that. So, okay, growing up, did you always know that you wanted to be in entertainment? Did you want to be in front of the camera? I wanted to be an actor. I knew I I locked away a lot of my childhood, so I can't recall a ton of it. Mm. Um, I'm in therapy for that. (laughs) That's a good start. That's a good Um, It sounds like it was quite traumatic. Very, yeah. Were you adopted or were you? I was. Okay, you were adopted. Yeah. And are you close with your parents now or? Um, So. My biological family still lives, but everyone in my adopted family, except for one person, is they're all deceased. Oh. So I don't really have any relationship with my wow. my biological family yep. because I was a ward of the state at three years old and then bounced around from foster care. So 
Yeah. Everybody thinks like, oh my gosh, you're finally adopted. And it's like, no, (laughs) like I was, (laughs) I probably was better off in foster care. Yeah. Yeah, You've have, you have a lot to unpack. Yeah. And how long have you been in therapy? Um, oh my gosh. Since I left home at 16. So it's been, it's been a while. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Well, well um, over 10 years having an unstable childhood like that will do it, you know, and just it's you, you have a lot of emotions. Plus you're a mom now, you know, I mean, I'm sure for you, a lot of things come up like, and what people don't understand is that they say, Oh, you know, it happened. It's in the past. But as you get older, it starts manifesting in your body. You know, you start like feeling things like, wow, you know, and then remembering things that you didn't even know happened. Yeah. So, yeah, Yeah. it's good. Therapy's good. Absolutely. And um, I feel like having kids like I have a two and a half year old and they, uh, yeah, like they bring up everything for you, you know, like how Mm -hmm. I think you know, even right, even if you didn't have a challenging childhood, you think, mm-hmm. why did my parents do that? You know, we know so much more now yeah. than we do then, right? Absolutely. And so I'm sure for you, in your case, maybe if things they you weren't always treated well, you're like, how could you do that to a child? Right. You know, put a child through that when you're yeah. your own mother now. Yeah, that's exactly what goes to my mind. So you wanted to act mm-hmm. in high school, you start acting, you start modeling. Um, when was the first time like, okay, so, and people had kind of given you this comparison that you looked like Taylor. Yeah, it was just kind of, I wouldn't even, I don't, I, I wouldn't call it a running joke. It was more of just like an inside, um, just like thing between me and my friends and, you know, like some of the football team and yeah, just, I have a couple of pictures that I've shown like publicly and they're like, whoa, it's because like before, of course, I got veneers. <laughs> they look amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that was something I was very self-conscious about. And just doing a lot of research, you know, that's – I looked at a picture of Taylor when she was that age because we have a four-year difference. Like three. Actually, I don't even know now. <laughs> three or four-year difference. You're older, right? I'm younger. You're younger. You're younger. Oh, my yeah, God. I just okay, had two like kids, baby. so I've aged. And that's what people don't understand. They're like, oh, my God, you look like you're 50. You look like you're 40. Like, Taylor <laughs> Taylor looks like you. And I'm like, I'm, thanks. I'm okay. actually 30. <laughs> but kids age you. You know, I've gone through a lot that has aged me quickly so yes yes it sounds like you've been and now I'm finally trying to take care of myself and actually you know at 30 years old it's like everything just goes downhill yeah well okay well I'm 40 so you wait for do not look 40 wow. <laughs> yeah well okay I feel like nothing goes downhill till after 40 but anyway you're really? you're like a baby okay so she's four three or four years older than you are yeah She'll okay, be 34. Yeah. Uh, you're a smart woman. You you actually have your degree in nursing. You're I you're a registered nurse. You're not practicing now, but you so you graduate from high school. What why did you decide you wanted to do nursing? Well, I actually so um I left home at 16 and then there was a lot of stuff in between there. Um eventually I found my way to my husband. And then from there I just did restaurant for so many years. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do restaurant. I had kids. I feel like I didn't have my life together. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to have like house, you know, husband, and then you have kids. And it's just like, I went the opposite way. I had kids first and then I realized what I wanted to do. So ultimately the reason why I wanted to be a nurse was because my mom was a NICU nurse mm-hmm. and she was a very, not a very nice nurse. So I wanted to just mm-hmm. show the world like, Hey, there are actual like caring 
people out there. Yeah. And I can kind of just give that back. Yeah. I'm an empath, so it was it's the perfect uh, you know, avenue for me. So you start did you become a NICU nurse or did you no, actually, do any other nursing? I did different I I did a ton of different nurse like I went through every single I would say um I went through med surge. Mm-hmm. I went through um, operating room nurse. I did circulating. I did scrub until I landed um, in trauma nursing. And I was like, I love trauma nursing because I had patients come in and I was just like, you know, they're at their lowest, worst wow. moments in their life. And you're actually able to make a difference. So. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Yeah. Are you like, were they sitting there and they've had severe, like their arm is hanging off and they're like, wait a minute, are you Taylor Swift <laughs> about to give me an IV? <laughs> Oh, I know my arm is mangled, but wait a minute. Are you? When people say that to you. And like, well, in the trauma ICU, of course, like the patients are intubated. So a lot of times they're not not speaking, but I was always floated to like the emergency room. I was afloat because I did travel nursing too. And so I would actually have staff like on the units, like, ask, like, oh, my God, can I take a picture with you? Like, my niece is a huge fan of Taylor Swift. And with the mask, you know, I guess, like, I have tiny eyes, so they don't see the eye color. <laughs> so they're just like, whoa, I thought you were Taylor Swift coming in to, yeah, take my yeah. blood pressure, ultimately. <laughs> I so, did have that quite a few times. Okay, so you, like, you get married, you have kids, you get married, mm-hmm. you start this career. I mean, did that help you, like... How is your husband? Is he supportive of you? I mean, you you've very been through so much. You, it seems like you found this good man. Yes, that, and I've been with him for oh thank my gosh, you. well over ten years. And wow, he has helped me every step of the way. I mean, he was there for me when I had no one, and yeah, he gave me you know just a safe space. Yeah, and he's my person. <laughs> yeah, you you seem yeah. like you're very lucky to have him and and your children. I'm sure are such a light for yes. you. Absolutely. Okay. When did you start pursuing that you looked like Taylor Swift? Was it was it through the pandemic on TikTok? Like when did you or did you just put yourself out there? Like how did through it- the pandemic? Okay. Yeah, because I was doing I was doing um, just staff nursing, mm-hmm. and then once the pandemic hit, and I was doing. OR nursing, there were no hours because nobody was outside. Everyone was in quarantine. So they um, said, we don't really have any hours for you. So I explored crisis. And I was like, I really love crisis. So I got on with crisis nursing. And I was deployed down to Florida right when everything hit. And I worked with the National Guard, the Army. We did all of the swabbing, pretty much just like the very beginning, you know, where we had 400 cars lined up. Uh, to get tested sure and so I did all that and everybody was just like oh my gosh like you look so much like Taylor Swift and eventually I got I got COVID and I was quarantined so my friend was just like you should download this app it's really fun it was kind of like Musical.ly and I didn't do much on Musical.ly but I knew what it was and so I just had fun with it. And I didn't really have a niche. You know, when TikTok first started, it was about going viral. Do whatever you can yes. to go viral, no matter what. No matter what the controversy is, go viral. So I would post about mental health. I would post acting skits, a lot of Grey's Anatomy stuff, because I just love Grey's Anatomy. And um, nursing. So I just did a whole different, I guess I did like a whole genre like of just different things. And then once I moved to Nashville, that's when everything blew up. 
And a lot of people don't understand, like, that's when everything started for, you know, on TikTok for me was in Nashville. Okay, so you moved to Nashville Mm -hmm. after you're doing sort of crisis nursing. Mm -hmm. And what was it about Nashville? Did someone tell you about TikTok? Did an agent find you? Like, how how did, what changed in Nashville? No, it was for nursing. I started at a really big level one trauma center, and I wanted to just continue, you know, fully get trauma certified. And um, I believe that was the time where I got COVID. And that's, I was in that area. So what was the first TikTok video you put up that like exploded and people were like, oh "Oh my God, you're Taylor Swift. That was a fun video because when when my husband and I moved to Nashville, we made like this inside joke. We were just like, okay, everywhere we go, we're going to keep a tally. We'd walk into a donut shop. We'd walk into a Target. We'd go to Green Hills Mall. And we're just like, just keep a tally. See how many people would say, oh my God, it's Taylor Swift. Like, or you look like Taylor Swift. Have you ever gotten that? And it was like racking up 10, 11, 12. And then, so with TikTok, I decided to make a joke out of it. It was a very, it was not serious. It was me in different outfits, just doing like a little acting skit. And I'd walk out of the house and I would say, going on a date with hubby. And it was like, oh my God, Taylor. But I just kind of like blew it a little bit more blew it up more than it was well sure yeah it's not you, like, like always into oh it. my god yeah. taylor it was just supposed to be more theatrical and at the very end it was just like a joke of this is my life now in a hoodie and a hat and no makeup on um and then the next morning that video blew up it was like 2.5 million and i went from yeah. zero to thirty thousand followers overnight yeah you have hundreds and of thousands of like, followers on how many do you have almost a million or do you have over a million on oh uh, i think one point like yeah. over a million yeah. yeah and so that was like the beginning of it and so everybody wanted to see taylor content so um, this yeah. was way before taylor even like was on TikTok. So I would actually do little skits where I would lip sync and I would put red lipstick on and I didn't really like do a lot of eye makeup or like perfect my eye, you know, just like I didn't really know how to do makeup. I didn't. I never really wore makeup for one, um, except for a red lip and some, you know, eyelashes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. It was different back then. And okay, this would have been like 2019, 2020? 2020. Okay, 2020. Mm-hmm. So at first, were people, it sounds like at first people were. Oh, they loved the, they it. They loved it. Okay. They loved it. Did brands yeah. start reaching out? Were people yeah. like, okay, were you monetizing at this time? Were you no. starting to make money? Okay. No, no, not monetizing at all. That's why I think it's funny because like when I Google myself, like they'll say that, like I'm worth this X amount of money. And it's because like my entire time on TikTok, I've been making all this money and I'm like, don't believe everything you read on the internet. I mean, I have 90,000 followers. My <laughs> average video is like 10 to 20,000. I mean, I make peanuts. I mean, like less than $100 a month. It's yeah. a joke. That I mean, now look, yeah. you have 10 times or more what I have. But still, I mean, if yeah. I'm, you know, I'm like, all right, maybe she's making a thousand bucks. Maybe, hopefully, you know, a month, I hope. Yeah. I. But it's not much. When it comes to social media, it's like you either you're a business person and you just want to give out tips and, yeah. you know, just small business. Or you're one of these, I don't know, I don't know what to call it, like social media content creators that become celebrities. And I don't, I'm nowhere near a TikTok celebrity. People are like, oh, you're TikTok famous. No, I'm not. I don't consider myself TikTok famous. Um, I have a niche on TikTok. And ultimately, that's me wearing 
lipstick. That's that's my niche, honest. Like I I will do something in my kitchen where I'm just dancing in my PJs and it'll go viral and people are like, "Stop acting like Taylor." But then I put red lipstick on and they're just like, "Oh, you don't look like Taylor." I'm just like, "Make up your mind." Okay, so point. when did it shift? Cuz we're going to talk about, you know, you've had some viral moments, yeah. which by the way, I completely would have done. I I've had I like actually, multiple, yeah, multiple viral moments that are just random. <laughs> Well, I think they're genius. (laughs) I mean, you know, we'll talk about the one, the prank that you did most recently here at the Grove with Vic, the YouTuber. I I mean, I think this is genius. Like, I mean, any YouTuber would do this. Like, and and I I understand where people were upset because, you know, they felt like you could have incited like a riot because these people are so crazy about Taylor. But I mean, when did it? So was there a, a viral prank that like then went from positive to negative? What was the first like or did BuzzFeed pick you up and so, then it got negative? When did it change? So the big change would have been 2021 like the where everyone started to attack me everything was wonderful great I you know you have trolls every once in a while that are just like oh why did you wear your makeup like this but 2021 that was the I call the Twitter attack 2021 the Twitter attack is what just set the tone for the rest of my I would say foreseeable future on TikTok so and was it a, a specific video was it a it was I call it the calendar event okay. um I haven't spoken about it at all this is what this would be like the first time I've spoken very vaguely okay um but this was during the time where I realized I want to do acting I want to get into acting I will do anything to get an agent get a manager you know you're at that baby stage where you're like hey you know yeah. I want to be seen And so I had an individual reach out to me and he claimed to be in the Hollywood scene, I guess you would call it, um, in Los Angeles. And he reached out to me via social media and then we got on the phone and he said, hey, I have a really great opportunity for you and I would love for you to be in a commercial series. And I was like, okay. Fabulous. Cool. I would love to hear more. And we're on the phone. This isn't like, you know, just some random email. And he's like, before I tell you anything more, you need to sign an NDA. And I was like, okay, sure. Sent over the NDA. I signed it. And after that, he explained that he was very close with Taylor's team and Taylor herself and said that he had been friends with her since 2014. Okay. That he's worked with her and that he would like to create a series called Live Your Undone and that I would be a double okay. in the series and I would work directly with Taylor and meet her ultimately. Okay. And um, multiple exchanges, contracts were signed. I mean, this man went as far as writing scripts. I have scripts. Like I have receipts. <sighs> like I've never shown. <laughs> oh my God. And, okay, keep going. Yeah. I feel like I know where this is headed. Okay. Yeah, scripts. And um, he would... That wasn't even, I thought that was far enough, but he went as far as actually creating voice messages that sounded like Taylor. Uh, Sorry, I'm like emotional about it. No, I don't blame you. You know, to be like duped like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what led to the calendar event is um, this was like months of us going back and forth, talking. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delaney Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of 
are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. (laughs) You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it, slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. And he would just hype me up. He would say, you'd be a really great actor. I've been talking to Taylor. She's in London right now. And he would, you know, we, we, we exchange, we exchange a lot of, um, conversations and he would say, she's in London right now. And she has been seeing the hate that you're getting just, you know, here and there. And, um, she would like for you to make a video pointing to a calendar saying that it's on the calendar ultimately. And so I did that and he said it would be a great idea. Um, it was more of just like a back, just, just to, and he, just to say screw the haters and that I was actually going to meet Taylor Swift. And he told me that she would make a video duetting me pointing to a calendar saying the same thing. And at that point I didn't know what I was doing. I was very naive and I, I did what he said was okay to do yeah 
And so after I did that, that's when everything just changed. Because you ultimately, you put that video out, right? And then- It went viral. It went viral it went because- so viral, yeah. You're pointing to a calendar saying, I'm gonna meet Taylor Swift. Like you guys, like it's all happening. Yeah. You know, you're thinking, okay, this guy is in her part of her management team. Like I've signed an NDA, all these things. You, he built yeah, your trust. Yeah, jet flight, like there were flight numbers for his jet. Like we, we had plans to go out to Nashville to meet with 13 management. That's what he would say. Like, we're going to go meet Which with is them. Like that, is that legitimately propose. her management team? Like, 13 management. You, like you had Googled that. Like, yeah. like did you Google him and, and like uh, things came were, up? There were so many, you know, your gut's always right. Ugh. And me and my yes, husband would always discuss it. You know, we would always discuss it. Some things are too good to be true. Um, he was hiring me. He was, he was going to pay me. That was the thing. And so I started doing a lot of research on him and he was who he said he was. He was in the BMX world. Um, and I. So like he had a legit email address. He had a legit email address. He had a company. Yeah, he was a legitimate person. And I would talk to him day in and day out. And eventually, after a while, my gut started telling me, hey, this is, you know, after the video blew up. Okay. I was I was pretty much just all over Twitter, all over Twitter. Everyone was saying, saying at what point this girl, like this girl's crazy. She's I not going to meet death threats. I was getting my DMS were filled. I took the video down after I started getting the DMS like over what they were mad at you for what? Just saying that implying that Taylor wanted to meet you. Yeah. Because at that point, because there's a, we'll talk about the whole Swifty situation, but at that point I wasn't that deep into the fandom that I knew what a secret session was. I had no idea. Yeah. What? Okay, wait a minute. I don't have any clue. What I had no it? idea what a secret session was. And that a secret session, a secret session is where Taylor would invite her fans to her home. And it was just very covert. You couldn't, you're not allowed to talk about it. You had to sign NDAs. You're blindfolded. Ultimately, you don't know the location. And me putting that video out there, it was, it was wrong of me. Wait, because you had said you were invited to a secret session or you know that I was going to meet Taylor. Okay. The calendar video you're yeah. saying. Yeah. And why do you feel like it was wrong? I feel like you cut completely duped. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you didn't I do anything wrong. I was, but when I look back, there were so many red flags with this man. I there see, were yeah. so many red flags. I mean, I've been. I've been groomed before. I have. I've experienced mm. what grooming is like on different levels. Yeah. And he groomed me. He did. He did everything in his power to gain my trust. And then after that calendar video, I started questioning him. I started questioning because he would cancel stuff and then production wouldn't start. And then I'd try to go back to nursing and he would make it my fault. And he would say, well, you went back to nursing. How could we have even started production? And I was like, but I needed to provide for my family. I needed to make money. And so he was like, okay, well, um, I just want you to know that Taylor does see all of your stuff and she's seeing everything that's happening. And I mm -hmm. want you to know that we're going to get together. It's going to be a surprise. It's going to happen for you. And I just, I was so gung ho about it. Like that would be so cool, you know, to meet Taylor. And eventually I started questioning him. I did. I said, you know what? This is, this isn't, 
this isn't sound. This isn't yeah. adding up ultimately. Yeah. And I said, we're not, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to meet Taylor. I don't know what your motive is, but you're ultimately dangling a carrot in front of me. And he told me that, um, pretty much said, how dare you not trust me? Like with everything that we've been talking about, you've signed NDAs, you've signed contracts, ultimately just how dare you, mm-hmm. you know, and he would just get mad at me and I would go back to him. And like, I look back and I just, I regret a lot of things. Well, I always feel like, you know, everything in life, right. Is a teaching moment for other people. I learned a lot from that. For yourself, for, for my, for myself. Cause I've been scammed in different ways. Um, yeah. what was one red flag that stands out to you? What was something that he did or said early on where you were like, mm. but you know, I mean, you're, you are young and you were younger. Yeah. I mean, you know, Hollywood is so enticing, you know, mm. and it's, and it's so hard, you know, to sift through the people that are legit. The the red flags, I would say the way he spoke to me. As From a the manager, beginning? Yeah. As a manager. Okay. A business person, like just a professional relationship. It wasn't professional. And I allowed him to just, I don't know. I don't even know the words for it, but just the way he spoke to me. I mean, from the start, like, would he just like put you down or yell at you? Or no, he was very sweet, very weird. It was very okay. Like, you almost felt like mm-hmm. it was kind of creepy sexually, it was creepy like sexually. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, gotcha, yep. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So you just felt like he was. Yeah, and yeah. I always have. You know, I've 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 been there, and I know that feeling. Yeah. So I should have just listened to my gut, and I didn't. And eventually, stuff started um, unraveling more. Yeah, and I. I found out that there was a mom and her daughter involved and he had promised that little girl that she would not only be in the series, that she would play little Taylor, um, but that she would meet Taylor. And eventually after a year, I got, went to the heiress tour and I met up with that mom and I hugged her and I hugged her child and I was just like, I'm so sorry. So they were scammed by this creep as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever report him? Like, is there anything? He disappeared. Okay. So he, he like, disappeared. It was so odd. Was his so entire odd. Instagram was about Taylor Swift. I never, I will never know his true motive, but he was obsessed with Taylor. So you and I think back, he was probably trying to use you to get to her yeah. and thought yeah. if he could pretend to be your manager. Absolutely. Wow. Um, okay. Now I feel very mom to you, but I hope you've forgiven yourself because you know, I haven't (laughs) because what you went through as a child that set you up, you know, like it wasn't your fault. You know, if you've been groomed before in a situation, Mm -hmm. especially a sexual situation, it's hard to unlearn that, you know, that's not your fault. And he emulated that person. So it's just, you know, what's the hardest part? Tell me what's the hardest part to disconnect, to forgive yourself, to go, it, I didn't do anything, you know, yes, I could have seen these red flags when he started talking yeah. to me sexually or, you know, which unfortunately in our business happens less, but it still happens, yeah. you know, for a lot of women and men. Um, but what is it that's hard to forgive? Like, what is it for you to hard to see that it wasn't your fault? You just feel what? I think it's because that inner child that's deep down, mm-hmm. it just comes to the surface. And when you have deep seated, when you have issues that you haven't resolved, that little inner child is always going to come up. Yeah. And I think that I just need to 
I just need to talk to that inner child and just tell them it's okay, you yeah. know, and just guide. I, I don't know. I really don't. That's why I'm in therapy. I yes. Am. It's hard. It's hard to talk to your inner child. It's yeah. like sad. I've been in therapy a lot for this issue, you know, just yeah. in general. So. Look, I wanted to have you on. You you seem like just the correspondence we've had. You live this very tortured life, you know, where it's like you have this beautiful gift. You're talented aside from what you look like, but it's also like this curse and it's hard to figure out how to navigate it, you know? So the calendar video, and by the way, thank you for sharing. That was the first time you've ever told that full story. The calendar video you take down that shifts things for people to now start seeing you more as this like attention seeker, they put me in a liar. Box. Okay. They put me in that box and I've never been able to come out of it. Okay. Do you want to come out of it? I do. I do. I want to come out of that box because what I did, I know was wrong, but I never had someone reach out to me privately and say, Hey, Ashley, you should probably take that down. You know, it was just immediate attack. Yeah. immediate. Yeah. It wasn't, it was just like, oh my God, she's crazy. She's crazy. She's delusional. Right. She, she thinks that she's going to meet Taylor and that's never going to happen for her. Did you ever do a video explaining to your fans this story? No, it was this so, is the first time. it wow. hurt me so much wow. that I couldn't. And I think that's another reason why they, you know, they, they just created their own narrative because I haven't been able to speak on it. Yeah. So after that, you did you stop doing all Taylor content for a while? For a little did bit, you... I disappeared. I okay. felt like uh, my life was just crumbling. I felt like I was just I went through a period of just needing to go on medication just sure. because like I felt like my world was over. You know, the amount of just the attacks were just one after another, and it just wasn't stopping. I mean, I was being called every name in the book, and I didn't know it was wrong what I did at the time. And, you know, we grow. I felt like I did retaliate. I did, you know, when I was younger, I did retaliate. In what way? What do you mean? When someone said something mean to me. Oh, sure, sure. You'd say something mean back. You know, I, I would be like sarcastic. I was a sarcastic jackass at some point because I was just like, I was so done with it, but I've grown and I've realized you can't fight fire with fire. So anytime I get negative comments now, it's, It's nothing like that. Well, I have a theory about social media too, especially TikTok. You know, okay, here's my conspiracy hat. People are like, but you know, it is Chinese owned, you know? And in China, they have a completely different version, which like is only for 40 minutes a day for children that educates them. They don't see any of the trash, the political stuff, all the stuff that they feed our country. I love TikTok. It's an amazing marketing tool. It's built many careers. It's made many people in the US millionaires. All that is good. But- the and it's not just TikTok, it's Instagram, but to a different level. The more negative it is, the more engagement it gets. They want right. us to be fighting, they want us Absolutely. to be trolling because that just gets clicks, it gets views, it gets Absolutely. and it makes them a bazillion dollars. So yes. it is in their best interest to keep the negativity going. It just is. So that's why it's so dangerous for kids and right. even a young woman like yourself that's had this traumatic past. When you see it, you think these people who don't even have a true icon of what they look like mm-hmm. are like have meaning when these people are idiots in their basement. If that's even them, or yeah. is it a bot that's created by China that just fee- they see that you're getting 100,000 engagements? Of them are bots, so yeah. let's bot it, make it to even more kids, and make yeah. even more money. You know, you don't know what their algorithm's really like. 
Okay. So when did you, now over the years, you've kind of dipped back in the water. I mean, you did a whole video debunking your plastic, like that you've never had plastic surgery. I thought that was great. You actually had a plastic surgeon and he goes, you've never had anything done except for like Botox. And I think you, oh, you had a rhinoplasty filler. Okay. I've never had a rhinoplasty. You've never had a rhino. Okay. Mm Nix that. Sorry, that was me made up. Okay, you'd only had what? Botox. He said, he like went through your face. Mm-hmm. He's like, she did not have like cheek implants. She did not have all these things. Okay, I thought I've that was- never a- had plastic surgery. Why did you feel the need to do that video? Just because the hate was so strong, you wanted to try to disprove? I, I think my inner voice was just telling me enough is enough. Like when you're being picked apart like that, one thing after another, it's, it's just- it got to a point where I was like, this is, it needs to stop. And it only made it worse. It mm. didn't make a difference. That's where you, like you're saying you've learned you can't fight fire with fire. Right. That's why when I said to you, it's almost yeah. like now I just, I love the hate. Like, I'm like, oh my God, the hate fuels the success. Like I'm it like, really oh, does. the more people it hate me, the really, more, the better really I'll do. Does. It does. And you just, you, you do, you almost like, I don't even respond. I don't even now respond I to the good stuff really for the most I, part. I don't, I don't read the comments mm-hmm. sometimes when I first post, I just post and ghost. That's why I call it. Yep. Um, but I also want to engage, you know, with my followers, the people that I do love them. you and support yeah. you. Um, all right, let's jump to the Grammy incident. Cause that's something else you have never talked about where the Grammys <sighs> actually invited you a couple of years ago and then took the, the invitation back. Right. But then somehow people like felt like you had done something. Yeah, so the Grammys didn't invite me. Okay. Um, so I had a company reach out, and I won't name them. Um, and they were a credible company, blue check mark, 13 million followers. Okay. I was like, okay, oh, cool. All right. They, all right. Oh. Yeah, okay, they slid okay. into my DMs. Okay, and they were just potato like, chips. What are we doing? Yeah. It's not lace, but I'm just kidding. Somebody, it's legit like that. Yeah, okay. they, they slid into my DMs and they said, hey, let's get on the phone. We have a great opportunity for you. It's exact words. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, just let's get on the phone. And I got on the phone with an assistant um, within that company. And she said, um, so how would you like to partner with the Grammys? I was just like, whoa, that's really big. Like, what can you tell me more? And she was like, well, we have a ticket for you. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I live in Utah. I don't live in LA. And she was just like, oh, that's perfectly fine. You know, this would just be considered, and I quote, a humble brag. That's what she said. Okay, so they wanted to bring you. She called it a humble brag. They wanted mm-hmm. to bring you like as their guest as a humble as a humble brag. So there were multiple people within this. Okay. Partnership. Okay. So they told me, they said, it's not just you. There are other content creators who will be partnering with the Grammys. Okay. We need deliverables from you. We need you to get on the red carpet. We need you to just dress, you know, to impress and make content. And I was just like, okay, that would be really great. I went back and forth. I said, hey, can you go ahead and cover my flight? Can you cover my hotel? Can you, you know, do any of that? And they were just like, no, no, it's just almost like we're gifting you something. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. so kind of like when you get gifted something and they want just deliverables in exchange. Yes, But I correct. had to get myself there. And so they said, nope, we, we can't cover anything. We can't promise anything, um, but we'll look into it. So about a week passed and I was just like, okay, well, I'd like to go ahead and get prearrangements. I need a caregiver. I'd like for my husband to walk with me on the red carpet. Yeah. And they were like, um, still can't pay. 
I'm just like, okay, you know what? It would be a really fun experience. Let's just, you know, I'll pay my way. And so I did that. And they were like, last minute, they said, your husband cannot walk with you on the red carpet. And I was like, hmm, that's really interesting. So I was like, that was a red flag for me. I was like, my own husband can't walk with me. Not a plus one. Yeah. And they're like, no, you can't have a plus one. We need to have someone from our camp walk you. And I was like, okay. So everything was great. We just exchanged emails, got on the phone. Right before I boarded my plane, they sent me an email and said, hey, well, before I boarded my plane, they said, before you can even arrive for the Grammys, you need to make a video stating that you are partnering with the Grammys. They said January 31st, it needed to be posted. I posted it right before midnight. I'll never forget that night. I had my cat with me in the kitchen and I was like, guys, super excited. I'm partnering with the Grammys. Like, let's go. And they loved it. They commented and they said, can't wait to have you on the red carpet. They reposted me on their own YouTube channel. Okay. Over a million uh, subscribers. Okay. All right. And I was like, cool. This is really legit. Wow. And everybody was like, this is incredible. Everybody was like, wow, they reposted you. Yeah, that's happening. That seems amazing. Yeah. And it was just a cool experience. And um, they emailed me the morning before I got on my plane. They said, we're so happy to have you. Can't wait to have you on the red carpet. So sad your cat can't come. That's what they said. Okay. I was like, okay. I was taxiing, landed in LAX taxiing, and I received a text message from the CEO. They said, call me right now. Just a bunch of texts. Call me right now. And I'm like, okay. Like, I called her immediately. I got on the phone, and she was just like, plans have changed. And she was very, like, it was just very panicky, like a lot of panic in her voice. And she's like, plans have changed. You don't have a ticket. You don't have a ticket at all. And I was just like, what? I was caught off guard. I was like, what do you mean I don't have a ticket? Like, and she was just like, you're not going to the Grammys. And I'm like, can you explain why? Like what happened? Like there's gotta be some behind the scenes going on. And she's just like, just get over it at this point. She was just like, it's Hollywood. You don't have a ticket anymore. Okay. You need to just go back home. And I was like, okay, um, but I would just like an explanation. And she said, I don't, you don't, you don't need an explanation. I don't have to give you an explanation. Everybody was pulled from the red carpet. And I was like, so everyone that was partnering with the Grammys that made their video uh. as well was pulled from the carpet. And I was like, oh, okay. So we're all, we were all pulled. No, just me. Just me. Wow. So I was devastated. So these other content creators that you had seen them repost went to the the Grammys. Walked the red carpet and everything. Taylor was not, she wasn't even set to show up. It was like they found out that she was going to arrive like the day before or even the day of. And do you think that's why they didn't want you there? Because Taylor was going to be there? My, in my opinion, and I have not spoken about this, I think because there's a lot of, there's, there's this whole narrative that everyone is, is talking about that Taylor's team got wind that I was going and they revoked my ticket. That didn't happen because I reached out to the CEO, Harvey, uh, Harvey Jr. of the Academy. Okay. Um, and I told him what had happened and he wasn't even aware of it. He wasn't even aware of it at all. So I researched the company. They do a lot of press. So in my opinion, I think they were trying to pull a publicity stunt. I really do. I think they were trying to get me on the red carpet, cause commotion. So in in my mind, I Uh believe everything happens for a reason in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. So 
I think it was a good thing that I was not invited to the Grammys, like or, that I wasn't going to walk the red carpet because they could have pulled a publicity stunt and it could have just something, anything could have happened, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I walk on, around this, if I walk on the street with red lipstick sequins, like out in New York City, I've done that before. Just sure. going to a party. Sure. Oh my gosh. You're mobbed. You're just mobbed. Yes. So I'm, I couldn't imagine what would have happened if I would have went on the red carpet. Have you been worried for, I mean, I know you've had death threats, but I mean, have you been worried for your own safety? I mean, this, you know, Taylor Swift, this woman, like, I mean, goes around with full-time security detail. I mean, has to, right? I mean, she's yeah. the biggest star in the world. Are you personally, have you had anyone come up weird, show up to your house? I mean, you know, like, are you worried about your safety? No, no, not no. at all. Because what people see, I guess their perception of me is different than what I see. So if I go to a party, say, I went to a party here in LA recently, got all dolled up, did red lip, you know, everything that I usually do for a party. Um, and it was perfectly fine. Like, it was just like, no. Nobody was like, people probably said, oh, yeah, hey, you they look were like just Taylor, like, but yeah, they weren't. Wow. You know, I'd pass by them. You know, I put on some heels. They're like, whoa, like that's Taylor. And I'm just like, no, but a lot of people just leave you alone here. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. In LA. Yeah. 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 They're not a celebrity. But no, because I'm like, I have brown eyes. You know, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of differences. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is that I don't see what they see. Like, I don't wake up in the morning and say, oh, my God. I look like Taylor. No. Yeah. I don't. All right. Well, let's, now that we're on the Swifties, let's talk about the Swifties for a second. Okay. They've, they've have overall, I guess they haven't been very supportive to you, right? I mean, they've been more negative or do you think it's like split? Um, I have a ton of Swifty friends, beautiful Swifty friends, um, that are on, I guess there's two sides to, um, this community of Swifties. So I try to just stay on the positive side. And so my friends that I have who are Swifties are very supportive of me. They're very kind. They're always standing up for me. They're telling other Swifties like, Hey, like, let's just take it down a notch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there are two sides and I've seen firsthand both sides. Um, have you heard from Taylor Swift's actual people or Taylor herself? No. Well, I mean, she commented on my video, but no, I've never gotten a message. Like, in my, uh, I've, n- I've never received an email or anything from her team. Um, the fact that she even commented on your video that I would feel like I'd made it. What, you, what did she say? <laughs> um, I don't, I don't have it like exactly, but it was something like my mom just saw this um, and said that she looks like you. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so Taylor said, my mom saw this and said, you know, you mm-hmm. look like me or something like that. Yeah. Um, okay, that must have felt amazing. Yeah, it was during the Midnight's Mayhem with me. And I was just in that, during that time last year, I was immersed into this community. I loved it. I loved the fun. Just having fun, doing Easter eggs, staying up till midnight, yeah. duetting Taylor having fun with, you know, the, the tracks and she would tell us each track. And I find it so funny is that the video that I duetted her on, I was just, I wasn't even prepared. Like my husband yelled, he was like, Hey, she just posted, like, you should probably duet her. Cause I was doing it every night. And I ran, I got out of the shower. My, my hair was soaking wet. I had my, my glasses on and I just duetted her. And that was the video 
That she commented on. That she commented on. I'm and actually, I was like, out I'm, of all of my videos. <laughs> I, I feel like you're going to be contacted by them. Like, I, you know what I mean? I, she's such a kind person and kind of funny and interesting. She I mean, is. I could see her ha- hosting like a lookalike Taylor contest on stage with like <laughs> you and three other people nationwide. I mean, you know, or like doing a Taylor clone video. I mean, are, is there that like- There are so many Taylor lookalikes. And I mean, I feel uh. like in my mind, a lot of women- you know, who have blonde hair, who have bangs and just pop on a red lip, they're mistaken for Taylor. I mean, my hairdresser. Oh my God, I love her. She's a Taylor lookalike. And she's (laughs) like, I've been getting it so much. And I'm like, yeah, I can see it with the bangs. And, you know, I've had bangs since I was a child. I have pictures to like share. I really do. Is that your ultimate goal? Like, is your dream that that Taylor and her team call and you're like, you know, her body double in some film like coming up, like you're the stunt woman. It's not my dream. Um, it would be a really amazing, wonderful, unique experience, but it's my, my dream is to be an actor, yeah. you know, and, and bring, you know, these characters to life on screen. The Taylor Swift stuff is just, it's fun. Yeah, it really is. It's just fun. And it's a side gig. Look, I mean, I said this to you. I really wonder if these Swifties understand that in Las Vegas, there is a whole group of performers that do nothing but impersonate famous people. Like, they've been doing it for 50 years, since Elvis, since, like, I mean, Sonny and Cher impersonators for 10,000 years. I mean, hello, we have drag queens that impersonate. I mean, like, do you think these... Swifties that hate on you do not understand that people make an entire living sometimes by impersonating other people and you're not doing anything wrong. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious you natural conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's 20. 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where my optimal body comes into play. Visit myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply 
supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. They do. I think they do. I, I know that they understand the cosplay. I know they understand dressing up in Vegas. But I think um, I can see it from their point of view. You know, like I've grown, I've matured over the past few years and I can put myself in their shoes. No matter what they say, I can put myself in their shoes and say, hey, okay, take a step back. Why they're so angry is because those in Vegas can take off their outfit. They can take off their costume. For me, they're just like, you wear your costume every day. And I'm like, I just have bangs. That's it. (laughs) Like... I I get it. I get it more when I don't wear makeup. I really do. And wow. it's yeah, and when I put on the makeup, I'm just like I don't see it. I don't. So, My husband's seen it a little bit without the makeup. He's just like, "Whoa." Like he saw the Miss Americana documentary and where she wasn't wearing makeup, he was like, I'm like, it's just a side profile sometimes. That's it's the eyes. It. You guys have the same, very similar. I know you have different eye color. Yeah. But it's, yeah. I don't know. It's just, the, I think the size of the eyes or something. It's the whole upper face. I, I can see small it. small eyes. I'm very self-conscious about that. Really? <laughs> Gorgeous. Gorgeous. So you think that's what drives these Swifties so yes. crazy is like, this is who you really are. You can't come out of the makeup, the costume. You can't. Unless I put a wig on, maybe add extensions. But then again, all content creators have extensions. Oh, so God. It's Every single one. My, yeah. I think sometimes I try to understand where they're coming from when they're saying, oh, my gosh, you cut your hair just like Taylor. So I chop my hair off. I leave it short oh my gosh, you're trying so hard to be Taylor, you just styled your hair like her. I pop in extensions, I pop in my extensions, and they say, oh my gosh, you're growing your hair out just like Taylor. And it's no matter what I do with my hair, I put it in a ponytail, and they say, oh my gosh, Taylor wore her hair in a ponytail. So you're copying Taylor. Okay, so where are you at with it? Because, like... I don't know. I mean, I feel like people could look at this two ways. One, it's almost mm-hmm. like you just lean in, become a full-time pers- impersonator. I would imagine, I mean, you already said, right? People book you for, I, they want you to I book have you an, for. Yeah, I have an agent out in New York City. And, you know, I am, I get booked. I just, I did a, um, I did a little girls camp, an all girls camp. And that was so fun. I was and I, say. I wore the thing, the thing with that is I actually had a costume. Sure, and, like you take one of her outfits. I take and, one of her yeah, outfits, sure, sure. her red, from her um, her red era, and I wore the black sequin shorts. I did the hat. I wore the heart, the red heart sunglasses, and that's that. That's her exact look. 
but like me and like a gray top and leggings like I I have this I have worn this on my TikTok sure and I've been told oh my gosh you're you just try so hard to be like Taylor and I'm like this is just a, a comfy outfit so for me there are two different sides impersonator and Ashley <laughs> and okay but where are you at with it like do you feel like you're comfortable enough to like fully lean into just becoming the impersonator like doing birthday I would imagine when birthday I do parties that, like yeah. I mean, I would imagine you could make a ton of money. Like, but where are you mentally with it? Because it seems like you're very conflicted. I, so for me, I think it's, it's online that's conflicted. Myself, okay. I can separate me from the Taylor lookalike impersonator because anyone can put on makeup and make themselves look like somebody else. Sure. You know, anyone can contour their face to look like somebody else. For me, I just wear some bronzer. Yeah. You know, and people are just like, oh, my gosh, you, your face looks just like Taylor. And I'm like, I think it's my face shape. And I don't think we have the same face shape. I don't. I absolutely don't. I can tell you. like You've studied all it. Day yeah, long. You, you've studied. OK. She has a completely different face shape. She sure. has a completely different nose. I mean, people pick me apart and say, oh, your eyes are different. Your nose is different. But then they say, why do you have to try so hard to be Taylor? I'm just yeah. like. I think they are the ones who are conflicted. Yeah. They are. They can't separate Ashley from Taylor. I mean, look, I love it. If I were you, I would complete. I would lean in. I would do a Vegas show where I bring up all her ex-boyfriends that she's like uh, impersonators that she's uh, written songs about. I'd bring them. I'd bring them all out. Like I would. I mean, you got you have this gift. Like it is kind of interesting, but you know. I don't know. What does your agent say? Is your agent like keep doing these Taylor impersonator gigs or is your agent like try to get away from that and, and focus on acting? No, I mean, it's he thinks it's just it's amazing. Yes, I do. He too. Said, I'm like lean fully in. He girl. Said, I mean, because nowadays you can't just have one job totally in order to, totally. you know, keep a roof over your head with, you know, inflation and everything. Going yeah. And on. living so, in LA. Yeah. Oh, and living to, in LA. LA. You so need like you 20 need, grand a month here to live. You it's, need nine different, like I have two social media agents. I wow, do brand great. deals. I do you know videos. I have my acting agent. So I do that. And then I have my, and my acting agent is in New York City and LA. So for the Taylor Swift agent, it's called entertainment. So it's not a lookalike agency. It's okay. entertainment. So, I mean, if somebody wants to book, you know, someone who um, can go and lip sync Taylor Swift songs, I'm absolutely there. And I've been conflicted in the past with that. You have. Mainly because of what happened with that situation with the calendar. I backed off quite a bit. And I told myself, I'm not going to do that. And then I started just like, I started thinking, hey, you know, I don't want to monetize off of Taylor's looks. I don't want to monetize off of, you know, doing all that stuff. I want to be a nice person. And I mean, I, I came to a realization that it's, it's not about being nice. It's just, hey, you're just having fun, you know? Yeah. You're very, you're, you are very, way too kind. I would completely um, capitalize off. Of her. I capitalize off of all the reality show people. So if yeah. you ever need any advice. <laughs> yes, it only helps their brand. I She's know. probably, look at the NFL. Have you watched the NFL on Sunday? The I NFL, don't watch football. <laughs> one of the greatest brands of all time, 
does when she goes to these games does nothing but use her name and likeness and brand every second they can. And this is the really? NFL that needs no average. Yes, of course they do. And oh they're making gosh. a fortune of trying to get young children to now become fans of the NFL. Oh, you if you need okay. me to give you a pep talk, I will. <laughs> but girl, I would be out there. I would turn my money flow on. Fuck these haters. They don't pay your goddamn bills. They wish they looked like you. They will come to your show in Vegas and lean into the gifts that God is giving you. Yes. No, people have made, do you know how much money people have made off Elvis? I'm Britney actually, Spears? I'm friends with one of the um, head people over at Legends. I am. Ah. And he's just like, if you could ever sing, come over here. And I'm just like, I don't want. Get yourself in a fun act. drag show where they're But then doing- again, in acting, they want you to have multiple different you know, abilities. So they're just like, can you dance? Can you sing? Can you do? So, you know, it could just be a hobby, you know? Well, you, you have to do what you're comfortable with, but I just want to tell you, like, I, I observe you and I'm like, there's endless money to be made. Like I would have the biggest, you know, impersonator Vegas show there was because she's the hottest thing in the world. You ought to get a Beyonce lookalike. I know one actually in DC. Really? Fantastic trans woman. You two could be like dueling. In Vegas, you would make a fortune. I'll be your manager if you want. <laughs> I'm happy to negotiate for you. Fuck yeah, screw these people. Now, the part that people hate on you, though, and I do, I do think this is again. I would lean into it if I were you. But you did get a cat that like looks like her cat, right? Oh, was that it on does purpose? Not look anything oh, like her all right. cat. All right. Do people say oh, that though? My, or- they do. And then so many are just like <laughs> that cat looks nothing like her cat, and I'm like. Thank you. My cat is just white and black and gray. And <laughs> it's not named Meredith Gray. <laughs> it's named Mark Sloan. <laughs> um, talk to me about, okay, so you you kind of play in this world where, I agree, you got to wear multiple hats. Mm-hmm. Um, how did Vic the YouTuber, the, the biggest thing that happened in the past year is yeah. you teamed up with Vic the YouTuber over here at the Grove, another genius thing. I was very upset that I didn't think about this for the Sarah Fraser show because I'm going to hire you to do some promos for me. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I love you. I want you to stand just in front of a green screen and go, I listen to the Sarah Fraser show. I, I absolutely love it. I don't want you to say who you are. I just want you to <laughs> I want you to look exactly like Taylor and say that your favorite podcast is TSFS. But anyway, I was very jealous I didn't think of this. But what happened? Vic, YouTuber Vic approaches you and he says, I, I want to do this stunt where we go to the Grove and you kind of walk out of a store looking like Taylor and we're going to, you know, we're going to see how this crowd ensues right or, or how'd it happen uh, I'm so happy I actually get to speak on this um so Vic reached out to me far in advance like far far in advance reached out to me via Instagram I was like I have managers to do this for me so I was just like eventually weeks passed I was like please reach out to my manager they'll go ahead and handle everything else and it was just a collaboration he reached out to my manager out in New York City, went ahead and CC'd my social media manager. They worked together. They did all of the contract, um, uh, all the behind the scenes, and I just got picked up. I got picked up. I showed up for a gig. Wow. <laughs> okay, so it was a yeah. paid gig. Vic paid you. It was you. just a col- – yeah, it was just a Good collaboration. And I was they, – they said it was just going to be just – an experiment. You're just going to walk around and see what reactions you get. That was their ultimate 
Goal. Uh, no, that prank, I mean, that did look like it started okay. And then was there a moment where you were like, oh, this is, I, this seems, like I mean, these people were like, one up. okay, yeah, talk to me. I've been accused multiple times within the past week that I called paparazzi. I did not call paparazzi. I didn't call paparazzi at all. I didn't hire security guards. That was all on Vic's team. Okay. I had sure. no idea. I was like, okay. Um, but as far as everything that happened behind the scenes, it wasn't, um, it wasn't as chaotic as they portrayed it to be. I, you know, people edit, cut videos, do all kinds of stuff. Sure. It wasn't that chaotic. It was chaotic once the crowd started um, just surrounding me and the security guards of the actual venue, Disneyland, they didn't know what was happening. So they escorted us and helped us to safety because everybody just started crowding. So it was just like, we knew what was going on. Like some of the people around us were just like, oh my God, yes, everybody's just, you know, going crazy in a crowd. Let's go ahead and just follow. Yeah. Like a sheep. (laughs) right right ultimately that's what happens out in public so I did an experiment where I had the sunglasses on had the red lip on I had a hat and I just had jeans and a t-shirt right yep this was the exact same outfit that I wore when I got quote-unquote mobbed by a bunch of people thinking it was Taylor Swift yeah because I had bodyguards I went in, I said, you know what we need to do? We just need to experiment, see what would happen if quote unquote Taylor was walking around with a friend dressed the exact same way. Not one person came up to me, not one. So it goes to show you that if you're walking around with a ton of bodyguards. Right. Everybody you're thinks you're somebody. Yeah, sure. Mobbed. People are going to be like, whoa, that's a celebrity. I don't know you, but everybody else knows you. So we're going to follow. That was. Okay. Yeah. So, but, but this happened at the Grove, right? Here in Los In different Angeles. areas. We went to different. Different parts of the Grove, parts, different areas, right? Yeah. Which has a big shopping area. So at some point, Gro- the Grove security doesn't know you guys are doing this and they get involved. I mean, were they furious with you or Vic when they figured out? Disneyland was not. However, I don't know. I don't remember who it was. I think it might have been a member of their team. Vic's team was pretending to be paparazzi. Okay. They were pretending to be paparazzi and yelling, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. So everybody started following me. So it was just like one person after another. They fed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. One after another. And I looked around and I started to be like, okay, this is getting a little busy. I'm going to just go into any of these stores and just walk around um, and try to stay out of sight. And they all followed They all followed into a store, and I went into Nordstrom, which is not a good idea. (laughs) Not a good idea. So we walked down the perfume, like, where there were perfume bottles, and I just, like, everybody just came from different angles. It was just, like, people just coming down here, here, and then that's when the security guard was just, like, you're creating a scene, get out, and he shoved me. It was a very, I would say it was a very traumatic experience. It was like he shoved me. He like cursed. He was like, get out. 
And at that point, I was like, ooh. <laughs> um, okay, did you and Vic, have you guys talked after? Did that video, did Vic post the video on his YouTube? He did, but it kind of just, it fizzled out. I mean, there's really not much to it. Okay. I mean, a lot of the Swifties kind of just hopped in the comments and they were just like saying not so, just, you know, mean things. And that's about it. Didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> did Vic say, oh, this went like as I hoped or I'm sorry, I apologize or. Um, nope. He was just like. This is what it is. This, yeah. Okay. Um, just a business thing. <laughs> yeah. Just a business. And yeah. so when you do things like that, like do you. Are, I mean, I can see from the Swifties point of view, things like that where people mm-hmm. are going to give you backlash, right? Because yeah. you're, you're participating in it. So. That was pretty recent, you know, this year. Um, yeah. Do you feel stronger about it? Like, were you as hurt? Did you expect um, the backlash this time? I did. I expected it. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I didn't entice it. I wouldn't say I enticed it. I kind of just started feeling like I needed to defend myself mm-hmm. constantly. And that's when I just told myself, Ashley, stop. Like, yeah. no matter what, they're going to create their own narrative, such as, oh, my gosh, did you hear, guys? She called paparazzi. I didn't, though. So it's just like, no matter what, you know what's right, what's wrong. Absolutely. You can't control what they're going to they're gonna say. What's the biggest thing you would like to, I guess, say to people? You know, I, I, I think you're so smart, right? Like, um, the more you explain you know, the, the less people get it really, you know, um, I love person. I'm very drawn to personalities that just, this is who they are and they keep putting it out there and then they have these haters, but they have these diehard fans. But if you, you know, you have this opportunity, right? We wanted to, for you to be as transparent as possible. Like, what do you want people to know about you? Um, that you think that they don't. I don't (laughs) That's such a difficult question because no matter what I say, they're just not going to care ultimately. Um, But don't read everything you like, don't believe everything you see on the internet. That's really all that I can say is that don't, don't believe everything you see, even if it's a video. I mean, I have videos out there where people have cut and edited and made me look like someone I'm not Mm. and just I mean I feel that anyone in this world should have the opportunity to be misunderstood I mean that's just the way I think now and you know if you I don't really want to say if you don't like my content don't watch it um (laughs) but yeah and it's going to anger some people but I'm me like right now, sitting here with yeah. you, I'm not a Taylor lookalike. I'm Ashley. Just because I wear makeup doesn't make me like doesn't mean that I'm putting on a costume every day. Yeah, because I feel like anybody can wear makeup, right? Anybody, yes. I mean, Marilyn Monroe rocked that red lip, like rocked it. Yeah. <laughs> There's so another person like, I'm sure you could easily look mm-hmm. like. Is Marilyn Monroe. You just oh, have that beautiful. So? Oh my God. Yeah. If you had a different wig, like you don't have a wig on, oh, but you put a wig yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. 
You just have those yeah. like great blonde, you know, features. You, you <laughs> gorgeous. But, you know, you are a person. I think you said yeah. before we started, you know, that people's words like hurt, right? I mean, it does. They I do. think it has really hurt you over the years. I mean, it seems like you're getting to a different place with it. Like yeah. you're more confident in who you are. and Absolutely. And you're realizing no that. No matter what they say, it's just, you know, it's, yeah. it's going to roll off your back, but it's also going to hurt. It's going to sting. You know, no matter what they say, it's going to, those words do hurt. Yeah. They do. What is Ashley like um, as a mom, as a friend, as a, as a wife, partner? What are you doing when you're not in this, consumed in oh this world? Oh my God, I'm, I'm an introvert. Oh, yeah? I'm considered an, an introverted extrovert. That's what I'm called. Um, when you see me online, you see a 5% of my life. It's just a highlight reel. It's mm. not something that I'm doing constantly. If I showed my everyday life, it would be very chaotic. It would be like a mom getting their kids ready for school, um, helping them with their homework, you know, just, yeah. But I'm just, I'm very to myself. I watch Netflix. I, I do a lot of just Netflix and chill. <laughs> <laughs> what do you Netflix Netflix? Netflix watching. Oh my gosh. I watch, I mean, I'm constantly on Grey's Anatomy. I've oh, yeah, watched yeah. Grey's Anatomy. I did want to touch on that because a lot of people think that I like Grey's Anatomy because Taylor likes it. But I started watching Grey's Anatomy before I even knew who Taylor was. Like March yeah. 27th of 2005 was the day that changed my life. It really did. Like when Grey's came I, on. I'm a huge Grey's Anatomy fan. Okay. Um, so I'm constantly having that in the background. And just, you know, doing other things, cleaning the house. But right now I'm on Once Upon a Time. I okay. love Once Upon a Time. Um, you must be a very popular mom at your kid's school. The, the kids must be like, Mommy, everybody in school wants you to come in. You look like Taylor. Do that. Are you a no. popular mom? No, no one's demanding that. Okay. No, not at all. I am my kids, I mean, they don't even see me on social media. They don't. Oh. I, I keep my they kids don't even off know. of social media. Okay. They know I do like the fun lookalike gigs. Like I asked my son the other day when I saw that. I was just like hey, come over here. And I asked both of my kids separately. And I was like, hey, what do you think of mommy? Like when she does like dress up, I just call it dress up. And he was just like, well, you're beautiful. And I was like, oh, thank you. And he was just like, "Um, I think it's fun. And I think that you are Ashley. And I was just like, no, I mean like when, when, for example, when I took them to the Eras tour, we all dressed up as oh. a family. Oh, I got so much hate for that. I got so much hate for going all dressed up, like in sync with the Junior Jewels oh, that as, she wears. Yeah. You belong with me. Yeah. Music video. And I got a lot of hate for that because I didn't dress up enough. I didn't dress oh. up enough, but I wanted oh. to be comfy with my kiddos. So after um, everyone's hated you all these years for dressing up like her, then you go to the heiress tour where mm-hmm. everybody is dressed like her, P.S., mm-hmm. and you didn't do it enough. I didn't do it enough. That should prove to you that you don't I care at all what people mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it enough. I didn't wear the sequins like everybody else did. I did the second time, though. I did. I did it the second time I went to her show. But um, I was like, no, but what about like dressing up, you know, like we went to the heiress tour? And he was like, oh, well... You know, you look like Taylor Swift, but you're my mom and wow. you're Ashley. And I was like, thank you. I mean, it's just the fun. best thing that they could they say. Um, my last question, although anything that you want to talk about, I'm loving our interview. Um, <laughs> but what, what do you have coming up? Like, where can people find you? Do you have you had like 
Are you, do you have any acting gigs coming up? You live out here in California, which I love. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so excited to see where your career goes. Anything that you have that we'll be able to see you on? Um, mm, I am going to be in a movie. She's booked a movie, y'all. Yay. I am in a movie. Um, I'm in a short film. But yeah, the movie's not going to come out until 2025. Okay. Um, I will keep everyone posted on it. I'm sure I'll post like here and there. I don't, with all the strike stuff going on, I've been called a scab oh, when I'm not even a part of the union. Okay. I'm not a part of the sure. union. So you, you can only be labeled a scab if you're part of the union and you're doing struck work um so i've just been kind of like laying low you know smart just a idea bit. but yeah. i'm doing work that's not struck there's nothing no that's sag sure, no, sure. No, nothing sag related yeah um but yeah that's i have an agent now for acting thank god i just signed with them so that's super exciting and an agent's um, such a great barrier for anybody yes. that's coming into your life it's such a good thing mm -hmm. to run it through your agent yep, they, are they pros. pitch me um on their end and yeah um well ashley leachin i'm honored that you are here i you know thank you for being so open and vulnerable and sharing your past i hope you'll share even more of your childhood you know i always find every guest that i have on in my own life sharing some of the darkest moments of our lives help so many people because unfortunately uh, so many I've of us tried. have been through it. I've know? tried, but with the Taylor lookalike stuff, I just get pegged as a trauma dumper. I've tried to talk about my childhood, my past, and they said, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to share your trauma because you're utilizing Taylor's image. That's what they're saying, um, is that I'm utilizing her image to get my story out there. And I'm just like, I'm just trying to help other children to let them know, hey, if you're going through this, you're not alone. If this is happening in your life, don't think you're crazy. You know, yeah. get some help. Oh, my so, God. You got to just keep pushing. Like, yeah. are you eventually I my goal and I've already yeah, told yeah. my agent is that I want to bring it to life on screen. Eventually, I would love to share my story because it's so in depth that it's just I yeah, you know, you're a child and you're being held in captivity. Like that's not a childhood. So yeah. you just need to just share that and let people know. Like, hey, you know, I'm I am the way I am today because of all of the trials and tribulations. But you don't have to go through that in order to be this strong. I always call myself a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. That's just what my. <laughs> Thank That's God you me. found a good man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, people yeah. need to hear that side of the story. And, yeah. um, God, hopefully you just don't even read any of the comments because that's not, I that's don't. your story to tell and not theirs. And yeah. and it sounds like, I don't know, I mean, just tell me to shut up. But it sounds like, I mean, were you like part of a religious sect or something? Was there like? No. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I mean, I grew up Catholic. Okay. I am nowhere near Okay. No, I just religion. wonder when you say like kind of held you hostage, I was like, is this like a religious group where you mm -hmm. couldn't like leave or... Yeah, no, they were just, um, they were people that just love to brainwash children. And mm. yeah, it's, in, a, in, a, in a nutshell, like my, my father was charged with five counts of lewd and lascivious conduct. And I lived under that roof. This is your adopted so, father. My adopted father. And how many, did they adopt other children? Was there like They had several? two of their own already. Yeah. And they were allowed to fucking adopt children in their state mm -hmm. and abuse them. Yeah. And then, but they're, he's dead. They're both, yep. they're both dead. They're both gone, finally. 
Oh my God. I mean, yeah. Finally. Like life yeah. to you. Thank yeah. God. I know. Isn't. I just spoke I was... with a detective after 20 years who arrested him <sighs> that night when I was 10 years old. And he was just like, he couldn't believe it. He was like, I'm so proud of you. <sighs> he said, I'm so sorry they put you back with him. <sighs> but he took the easy way out. So, but. We all know what you're referring to, which, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. But. Oh my God, how brave of you. Yeah, you've lived a, a lifetime. What yeah. was it like? It must have been emotional to talk to that detective after all it these was years. Very, yeah, oh. absolutely. And he gave me some closure. He did. He was just like, I remember, because when I reached out to him, he was like, I'll get I'll emotional. Never I'm getting emotional you. for you. I feel like, ah, <laughs> oh, so hard he's for like, a I'll child never, to go through that. Oh. He's like, I'll never forget you and your sister. He's like, I'll never forget you. When I interviewed your sister, when you did that deposition, I knew. Mm you lied for a reason. He's like, you wanted a family and you wanted to protect them. You didn't want to go back into the system, Mm. but yeah. My God. So you and your sister, did you, you ended up going back into the system after they, he was arrested? No, my sister did. My sister did. And Mm. then they took me away for a little bit, but he took the easy way out. He, um, he didn't allow it to go to trial. He put it in the hands of the judge Okay, yeah. so the judge sentenced him to probation. That's oh, you're it. kidding! To three years probation. The same judge. Oh, I thought you that... were going with. I thought he killed himself. Like I thought. No, <laughs> we no, like no, no, oh, no, okay. no. Oh, yeah. Shit. And I'm just now like reading court dockets. It's it's so intense. I'm just now reading. And they everything placed that... you back. They put me back in that home. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. And then eventually, um, because it wasn't happening to me, it was happening to my sister. Eventually, I realized what he was doing. He was grooming me. And Mm -hmm. that led up to the night that I jumped out my window and I left. Wow. I was 16 years old. On your own. And both of them died. They adopted. Yep, they finally, yep, they finally died. Were they old? Like, like, what happened? I mean, that's like, old. I don't want to say. They were old when they adopted us. They were like in their 50s. Like fifties going, but they still 60s. only died in their sixties. That's not like that old. No, they that's were like, like karma. They're eighty. Oh, they, they were eighty they in were their eighties when, when they, they died. died. Mm-hmm. Oh no, when I when when Taylor talks about karma, karma is real, isn't because it? Because when I found out how my adopted father died, it was just karma spelled out. Well, and you as an empath, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not really an empath, but I'm somewhat intuitive, and I've yeah. seen it happen over and over mm-hmm. and over. Like people don't get it. I've seen karma work. Now, it takes years, at least in my experience, most of the time. So you these awful things happen or you come across this terrible person in your life and you're like, oh my God, I'm so glad to be away from them. Like karma will get them. And then it's like years. Like they go Mm -hmm. on to con other people. It takes like a very long time. And then all of a sudden, you get like this phone call and it's like, oh my God, like it really is karmic. Yeah. So they got what they deserved. Mm -hmm. They did. They did, and nothing that they did to me will ever define who I am. No, so. absolutely not. And you you have to tell that story someday when you're fully ready because it will help yeah. so many people because it's just what kids have to go through is just unbelievable. My old high, high school friends, they, they, I still talk to quite a few of them, and they're just like, I can't believe you didn't say anything. Yeah. You didn't – you just went to school – you just, you're a very quiet person. Like, they're just like, you're very dark and just quiet well, to It's yourself. so hard to say things. Like, when you're a kid and you're like a teenager, you're going through the hardest time of your yeah. life, arguably. And I didn't like, I, so I loved Hannah Montana. 
That was like my show and my safe place because I would watch the show. And in my mind, I would watch Billy Ray Cyrus and see how much, how loving he was Mm. to Miley on that show. And just, I would look at that relationship and then I would look at my father's relationship with me and I would be like, is he supposed to be doing this? Yeah. Like, is he really supposed to be doing this to me? Like, or is it supposed to be? And that was like my safe spot. So yeah so I like my my kids love Hannah Montana right now so we've been watching it so I think it's just been bringing up a lot of memories oh my god well look I hope you give yourself a ton of credit you are amazing and brave and so talented and I hope you just keep going and putting yourself out there and I really feel like I do think when you know you're gonna have haters that listen to this but I really Mm -hmm. hope when they tune in they see like this deep person you know behind this that you know kind of has this gift and you know, I'm just having fun. Yes, I'm not looking to yes, hurt. I don't want to replace anyone. As you should. I don't want to replace anyone. Um, um, yeah. Hello, please. I Taylor, did, I think I has her own. Th- I think she's all set. I, I don't think you anyone has to worry here. Yeah. yeah. Tell me. I wanted to touch on the Swifty because I have a lot of people in my comments and DMs saying that I am not allowed to be a Taylor Swift fan if I'm not a Swifty. So I oh, these people decided I immersed myself into the Swifty fandom that community I immersed myself I love just following up with the easter eggs all the releases and I realized I'm a full-time mom I was doing nursing at the time just trying to figure out my career path and I found myself constantly trying to keep up with easter eggs and I just felt like I wasn't dedicated enough and Mm. I would make some content about you know Swifties and how I'm a Swiftie and People would question that because I wasn't constantly posting on what Taylor was doing. And eventually I realized I don't think I want to be a part of this community. I've never been the one to be a part of a group in general. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm I'm, not that type of person. I have a small circle. Yeah. I have a very small circle of friends and I keep it as small as possible because the bigger it gets, the more chaotic it gets. Mm. And I felt like once I was trying to fit into a group that I just was never going to be accepted for one. Mm. And I've accepted that. I'm never going to be accepted into this group. And I am perfectly fine with that. Yeah. But you can be a Taylor Swift fan without being a Swifty because there's different levels. Yeah. And if you don't reach that level of being a Swifty, it's like you're not, you're not allowed in this group. You're just not. Seems like a lot of requirements. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a lot of pressure on these Swifty individuals who need a life. Um, (laughs) So I just, I I don't have time to sit around and follow their every move or like, hey, this is what Taylor wore. It's like, I don't, I don't follow that closely. Yeah. So. Okay. One last thing about Taylor and Swifties. We're on this. Something about 13. She loves that number 13. I was born on the 13th, long before you and Taylor. So actually, it's my number. You were number. born on the 13th? Yes. And um, <gasps> oh my gosh. the 13th is my is very lucky number for me. Friday the 13th is a good day for me. Yes. So I, this is like long. So I actually claim it before Taylor. But people give you a hard time about that? Yes. Uh, about the number 13. You can send it my way because I, <laughs> I have that number long before. What they don't know mm-hmm. is that the number 13. I know Taylor has her reasons for it being, you know, her favorite number. But not only was I born on the 13th, which I've actually been accused of making up my birthday. 
I was born on March 13th. All right, okay. These people have come for everything for you. Um, Um, But 13 is a very special number for me because 13 was the age that I found out that I was living a lie, ultimately. Mm. Like my entire life was just, it, it blew up at 13. Yes, with your adopted family, so, with everything that was going on, your sister, like things began to unravel. Yes, 13 is when I realized, hey, there's a lot of evil in this world. So like, I was mm. forced to grow up at the age of 13. 13 follows yeah. me everywhere, like everywhere. Yeah, it's stuck with you. Like, I found out I was pregnant with my firstborn in 2013. 2013. Also, what's even more crazy, I've just talked about it with my husband, there's not a lot of multiples of 13. Yeah. There's not. And each one of my family members, their birthday adds up to a multiple of 13. It's all 13. Wow. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. is insane. It does. It's, But it's always going to be my number, and I use it because it's, it's my lucky number. Um, not because of Taylor. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley Leachin, thank you so much. <laughs> 